Your convocation speaker today is somebody that you will probably get to know later on this semester. Her name is Jaden Jones, and she works with Creatio. So we went and worked with Christ in the City the other, the other day. That's a, a missionary kind of organization that reaches out to those who are experiencing homelessness. Creatio is another missionary organization. So young people come and they give a year of their lives to devotion to this service. Creatio uh, is somebody that we'll be working with later on during our spring retreats, which I have yet to kind of tell you about, so I'm not going to tell you about it right now. But uh, please welcome Jaden Jones. Good morning. Happy Valentine's Day. I am a big fan of Valentine's Day in part because... As a Creatio missionary, we are all about bringing people to have an encounter with beauty, and normally that is through experiences of God's created world. Um, but it's also through personal relationships, and I think the most beautiful thing that we get to experience in our personal relationships is that feeling of being loved. Um, and so I like to think of Saint uh, Valentine's Day as Saint Therese of Lisieux's second feast day because that was kind of her thing. And I thought, why not read you guys a poem that I wrote about my relationship with Therese of Lisieux. You were the most beautiful body tuberculosis ever claimed. From these small little streets, your basilica is eternally singing, struck by a tumult of sun, glowing with the majesty of your interior life. Alone, I am eating an apple and the ground is wet. The skin slides up between my teeth and gum, and I'm driven into a frenzy as I walk through the church with my fingers in my mouth, trying to extricate a subtle, infuriating thorn. A good metaphor for scrupulosity, I think. The ugly disease that starved you, intrusive thoughts digging craters in your body until you collapsed on yourself. I recall a news article titled, Therese of Lisieux, A Real Saint or a Suitable Case for Treatment? And in my mind, I curse the journalists as I kiss little, elegant pieces of your life enshrined in tiny reliquaries. You would urge me to pray for him, but I've never been as good as you, and likely never will, because I don't pray for him. I just remember when I was younger, and my jealousy of you was so much that I deemed it a sin, and went to confess it. My confessor laughed and said, yes, she was a little brat, wasn't she? You certainly were. Ardent cries of devotion and tantrums over thunderstorms, flower crowns and anxious attachment. As a girl, you gushed, coveted, and cried. She allowed the Lord to transform her, my confessor said. That was the only way. The only way. Turning a small cough into an act of love. Insufferable, echoing church noises into concerts of prayer. The only way singing through sweat and tears and sleep and weakness, accepting flecks of scalding putrid dishwater without a sound, putting away your interior knives, becoming as meek as a kitchen rag. Inside, your heart and the cloister collided, and you gave to Jesus all the pyrotechnics that ensued. After your death, those who knew you gave no great eulogy. She was unremarkable, they said. Even now, many brush past your name in intercessory prayers. They will never admit it, but they think you're weak. They're not interested in turning a hangnail into an act of sacrificial love. 
To them, your flowery declarations are excessive and irrelevant. I admit they were frustrating to me too, but in the end, it didn't matter. You took my soul in your hands. It was a Saturday afternoon, and I was lying on my bedroom floor in a coffin of despair. I might have stayed there forever, shrouded in our shared mental disease. But you took my soul in your hands and lifted me out. It was a swift and specific action of moving upwards and outwards. And afterwards, I felt stable. I felt the carpet, not the coffin, on my body. Later, you took me by the hand and assured me all of it was true. Those strange chemical demons, the way I seemed hardwired to torment myself forever. You suffered from them too. Then you vanished into the background of my life and months passed where you were only a dorm room decoration or a screenshotted prayer. You open field of love, you transparent angel, you overwhelming flower bed, you infuriating paragon of virtue, you gorgeous suffering face, you are more than content to spend eternity praying for strangers, people who don't know your face, people who know your face and then forget about it. It's almost fitting that now, when I arrive at the place of your burial to pay tribute to you, to touch my clothes to your headstone, I walk past your grave at first. It is so plain, so simple, I didn't know it was yours. Thank you. And now, if I can end really quick, this is a prayer that the Creatio missionaries say every morning. Um, we call it the Frasati prayer. Um, I don't know why. All right, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, give us the courage to strive for the highest goals, to flee every temptation, to be mediocre. Enable us to aspire to greatness as Pierre Giorgio did, and to flee every temptation, to be mediocre. Open our hearts with joy to your call to holiness and free us from the fear of failure. We want to be, Lord, firmly and forever united to you. Grant us the graces we ask you through Pierre Giorgio's intercession, through the merits of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Now and forever. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Thank you, guys.